So experts believe that Africa is primed to lead the next wave of global crypto adoption. Uh, this is because a growing list of mainstream financial entities have made their presence felt in Africa over the last two to five years as they realize the economic opportunities that are presented. Um, despite having strict regulations in certain countries, including Morocco, uh, citizens have used peer-to-peer and over-the-counter trading to make inroads to the crypto ecosystem and kind of just keep growing their bags as we go. Um, when I say bags, I mean, they're using it as a literal, like their use case is a lot better than ours just because their currencies are not as strong as the U.S. dollar. So they use it for In the future, they're going to try to use it for everything. But as of right now, um, about 54 million people on the continent of Africa, around 57% of the continent's populace, don't have traditional bank accounts. Um, Along with that, Africa is the world's fastest growing mobile phone market with around 75% of the population having SIM connections. So I think that coupled with, you know, not having traditional bank accounts really makes this a plush opportunity for crypto and you know mobile phone wallet applications to become a big positive thing in Africa um, because you know most countries have the fluctuating currencies it's key to have something that's either pegged or widely used um, especially because trading within the different countries in Africa with their, you know, currencies wildly fluctuating, you can't really, you don't know what you're paying half of the time. You don't know whether you're losing money, but I mean, Greg, what do you think about this? Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting point that with all the different countries having different currencies, um, being able to have, you know, a universal currency that can be transacted between different countries without necessarily there being a fluctuating value. uh, I think that's a really interesting use case. Um, Also the fact that, like you said, 75% of people have mobile phones. I think that really could lead to, yeah, mobile banking and, I mean, crypto, you know, thrives in the mobile space. So I think that's a a huge opportunity. Um, One thing I did think was pretty interesting was I'm talking about how um, a lot of the people are Islamic and um, that there was a lot of issues around if they're allowed to use that technology, but it looks like more and more, Muslims are becoming open to the technology and that could be a huge gateway into increasing adoption. Yeah, definitely. I mean, coming around to an idea, obviously, you know, the big, one of the bigger points in here was that, you know, African nations feel that they were left out of the first three industrial revolutions and, you know, some of the bigger, not bigger minds, but bigger talking heads in the Africa crypto world are calling this the fourth industrial revolution with blockchain and crypto and for the first time, they're actually able to participate in it because it's, you know, a worldwide phenomena. And with the mobile banking, I should have brought this up as well. So the most popular form of banking in Africa is called neo banking, which is basically just a direct bank that operates exclusively online without any traditional branches. So, I mean, they're already halfway there doing everything on their phones for their banking anyway adding a crypto wallet and getting them, you know, introduced to Bitcoin, stable coins, whatever they want. I think that that's going to be a very positive and quick movement once it finally gets lit. Yeah, actually that, I think that's a really good point because I think one of the hardest parts is getting people used to using the technology and used to using, Oh, I'm just going to use my phone for all my banking and they're already used to doing this. So now it's just a matter of 
introducing a new currency and a new wallet that they can use instead of their traditional uh, banking apps. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, finance is sponsoring their biggest football tournament in Africa, the Confederation of African Football. And then they're also sponsoring like Big Brother Nigeria and Nigerian Idols, which are some of the most popular reality shows on the continent. So I really think within the next, you know, two to five years, we're going to see some, hopefully some great strides down there. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if there's an explosion in people using crypto and and then people building on crypto when they can see how much freedom they can have and not having to be tied to economic opportunities only available in their country. Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Um, you want to get into your article? Yeah. So mine pushing over to the United States is about... Um, there's a new push to introduce a new law to ban members of Congress and their family members from trading individual stocks. Um, about 10 years ago, they introduced the Stock Act, which basically required members and their spouses to report all um, of their stock buys and sells. Um, this bill was bipartisan. It flew right through the House and the Senate and um, was one of those rare, everybody kind of agreed on it. But um, it kind of has a mixed record. There's over 54 lawmakers since 2020 that have violated the Stock Act. And I mean, that can be anything from, you know, not reporting a stock sale for a month to not reporting hundreds of stock sales worth millions of dollars over the last couple of years. So it's really, the law is not very powerful. Um, the biggest thing that could happen is you get a $200 fine. So there's not a whole lot of um, I'm looking for the right word. There's not a whole lot of motivation for them to have to report all their stock trades. Um, and it's, it's really uh, controversial on both sides. You have Nancy Pelosi, who's the head house speaker. She said she doesn't think that there should be any sort of new regulations, but um, also her husband is a huge stock trader. And there are actually people that follow her husband's trades because they think that he has some sort of inside information from her. So it's, you know, it's the appearance of inside information that I think is the biggest thing that's hurting these people right now. Um, you also have House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who's a Republican from California. He thinks it's time for um, them to stop buying and selling individual stocks. And, you know, I mean, there's something you could still buy mutual funds, you can still buy ETFs, but it's the individual stocks that I think is the big sticking point for a lot of the American public. What do well, you yeah. think about that? Yeah, so, I mean, in my perfect world, we would pay politicians, I mean, we, I'm, I'm sure we pay them pretty good, but we would pay them enough to where if it wasn't enough money for you to run to Congress and you not trade individual stocks, then you just don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, there are enough smart, good-willed people out there, I would hope, that would run for, you know, political office, regardless of the, you know, say they make 500 grand a year and you're not able to trade in any stocks. I think that that's a good compromise. Basically, I think it, like, you're not going to get anywhere, in my opinion, with these, like, baby half measures like you were talking about the 200 hundred dollar fine the punishment doesn't fit the crime at all because they could make millions and you get a 200 hundred dollar fine and like my biggest thing is the major heads of these you know companies and conglomerates are coming into congress to try to push for laws and obviously they pay for lobbying and everything like that so you 
there's so much smoke and mirrors. You never really know the reason. You just know it smells fishy. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think that's that's the big point is it could all be above ground and all be good, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't look good. Like, cause you don't exactly. know the information these people have behind doors or even, even if it's something where you're not maybe consciously doing that, but it's, you, you know, you heard something and then you're like, Oh, I'm going to check out the stock. And it's just, it's, it's, it's too much of a bag of worms at the moment. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And then I think, I mean, Max in the discord the other day, he sent that website that like literally tracks Pelosi and all the Congress members trades and everything like that. And like, I get reporting them. That's a good, you know, first step. But I think that there needs to be like a clean break of the system we're in and just rework it from the ground up. Because I mean, the fact that they're able to, and not that all of them do, or even a lot of them do, but the fact that they're capable of getting this information and profiting off of it, when we're supposed to be, you know, in a free market and everyone has the same. I mean, we know that's not true, but everyone's supposed to have the same, you know what I mean? Opportunity. The same public information. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's just. And then private I mean, information shouldn't be traded on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm all for, you know, the mutual funds and ETFs and whatever they want to stick their money into, but it's, uh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of them profiting off of being in office. That's not what our political system is for, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, and like they can still profit. You can still make money on your ETFs, mutual funds, retail or, you know, real estate investment, whatever they want to. But you can't, you know, buy 100,000 shares of Pfizer right before some new law gets announced. Well, I mean, I Look think good. my <laughs> biggest thing, yeah, my biggest thing is like their, their long term outlook, but not really long term because like they're in office for what, maybe four, eight, 10 years. And then once they get out, I feel like most of them find jobs pretty easily, either lobbying or advising or being on the boards of other companies. So like they're going to get paid. Why isn't the salary enough to hold them over until they can get, you know what I mean? It's just greed. I know exactly what you mean. I think greed. it's, a, yeah, it's just a greed thing. Excuse my language, but I, I got it <laughs> worked up there. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. We're at about 12 minutes, so I think that's time. Appreciate you hopping on, brother. Yeah, you too. Uh, do we want right. to see if anybody has any questions? Yeah, chemist, Charlie, you got, uh, you got any questions, any tidbits to add? Well, we got a caller. Ooh. Good morning, gentlemen. Great, great conversation. On? I just wanted to throw in a couple of thoughts here. So I think this this thing with the insider trading, man, is is pretty crazy. I think you can pay two hundred bucks to just have an all you can eat buffet uh, to all the private information and the ability to influence markets at at any given whim is is a bit insane. So for these politicians, you think it's totally okay and that we shouldn't change it is pretty ludicrous. It, it just shows how out of touch they are. That's my two cents. Exactly. Well, I think the crazy no. thing too is it's it's just a $200 fine if you don't report it. So they could technically be out there trading all their stocks, whatever they want without any sort of fine as long as they're reporting it at the moment. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. I, I don't think anybody, <laughs> any rationally minded person would look at that objectively and say, okay, this is right for conflicts so 
I don't think there's any chance of things staying the same. I think people will demand a change. I did want to say there was a, a poll that 76% of Americans agree that Congress should not trade individual stocks. But again, Congress is the one that's going to make the law, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Will they ever put it to a vote is the real question. All right. Well, good talking to you. I'll catch you uh, tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good, man. You have a good day. Talk to you later. You too.